HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome to the Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel. And uh, today, have the lovely women of the Canal House, Melissa Hamilton and Christopher Hersheimer. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes. Excellent. Um, But first, I want to thank our sponsor, White Oak Pastures. White Oak Pastures cattle are raised in a manner that is... Has stood the test of time, begins with southern sunshine, unpopulated country air, and fertile coastal soil. The cattle are allowed to roam the pastures and graze freely on sweet native grasses all of their lives. White oak pastures, all-natural grass-fed beef has been available in all of our whole food stores in the mid-Atlantic states. We hope that you will support their program through your purchase of beef through one of the whole food stores. More information, www.whiteoakpastures.com. As you can hear, there's a little construction going on uh, to the studio today as we are attempting to fully winterize the backyard patio. Oh, so uh, don't let that bother you. We do not have, you know, sound effects, B-grip foleys or anything <laughs> like that. This is all natural, all live sound effects. So back to the Canal House, the lovely ladies that are producing some of the most spectacular cookbooks out there right now. Real, accessible, um, and I'm sure wonderfully tasty uh thank you for being on the show thank you for having yeah. us excellent um want to talk a little bit about your past lives how you actually came to the canal house uh christopher was a food and uh design editor for metropolitan home and was one of the founders of sever magazine um and served as their executive editor for years melissa was a co-founder of hamilton's grill room it was at new jersey mm-hmm. lambertville new jersey in lambertville and uh your, your sister, too, is in cooking as well. She is. Um, Gabrielle at, at Prune. That's right. So you've been around food for a long, long time. I think all my life. I started, yeah, <laughs> what, 
suckling and then <laughs> eating and eating well since I was a little tot. Uh, you don't mean suckling pig, do you? Oh, well, I grew into... Yeah, she switched. I'm, I'm an expert. Yeah. I'm expert at suckling yeah. pig. But Melissa Pigs. also worked at Martha Stewart Living Cooks Illustrated before coming to Savoir. And now... Uh, the two of them collaborate on the wonderful Canal House cookbooks. Uh, it's thecanalhouse.com. Um, please visit it and be engaged and salivate over everything that uh, I've viewed and uh, attempted to cook from them. Uh, the Canal House is located where? In New Jersey? It, it's yes. an actual physical location. It it's is not a real... just a branding device. No, no. no, no it's it's real a beautiful place. little... A uh, brick building that's right on the canal, Raritan Canal in Lambertville, and uh, we have a uh, our studio, our where we cook and photograph and design and write our books is in 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 our space there, yeah. the Canal House. Does it feel like an oasis? You know, having worked in and around publishing in Manhattan for so long to separate yourself and be in what seems like a serene environment. God, it feels like home. It is home. I mean, it's such a, a um, it's a, it's a much more, um, it's real. It's, uh, we're not concocting anything. We're not um, devising. We're just um, shopping and cooking and uh, the way one normally does, yeah. you know. So it feels actually much more grounded and real. Can you describe the house too a little bit more? Because it's not just a studio space. It's a living breathing functional house that has a garden you know a, a great kitchen uh. well it has a garden it, it has a garden on you know we're on the second floor of an old red brick warehouse building and down below us is a uh, beautiful uh, canal that melissa said and the towpath uh that goes alongside where people walk up and down and people fish on the banks and we have a little uh, little balcony that right now we have a grapefruit tree and Meyer lemons and fill and we grow tomatoes there. But um, you know, the somebody asked us. Uh, uh, I said, what we have is uh, an office home. You know how people keep talking about it. Well, they used to talk about yeah. the home office. Oh, yeah. What we have is an office home. We uh, we live in that space. You know, almost every day. And, you know, uh, it is, uh, it's a loft space, and we have beautiful little simple kitchen, very simple, and we have, uh, we've been there about four years now, and we have all the rituals that you have at home, you know, in the winter, in the fall, right now we're so excited because we had our first fire, and it feels so great when someone, if you're the second person in, and Melissa's, she's firewoman, she (laughs) is fantastic. With fires. I'm sure you dress up the part too and <laughs> have a pole that you slide down in the mornings. And... Well, well, let's, let's not, not go get... there. Yeah, that's well, a whole that's other show. Well, yeah, that's her there. former life. That's her <laughs> former life, but we don't really want to talk about that no. right now. But uh, she does build, if you get there and there's a, a fire going and a little music on, we have a little espresso maker that someone gave us. And, you know, it's just, uh, you're so happy to be there. And in the summer, we throw open these French doors, and the air blows in in the wind, and the the sunlight pours in. I mean, I, I guess both of us, 
I think I speak for you, Melissa, <laughs> when I say that we, uh, yeah, you really feel like we're so lucky. Everything's very simple and modest. I'm not, this isn't grand. No. But it's, it, it, feels, it feels so good. And when people come to see us, we're so happy to have them too. And <laughs> very simple and modest, but I think they catch our vibe. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it shows not only in the cookbooks themselves and the recipes, but um, I was exclaiming to Melissa how much I love your website because it's not taken too seriously, <laughs> trying to you know push out information. Um, it, it's much more fun and kind of tangential, but the show, it's striking simplicity. There's just a list um, on one page that says tongs um, and recipes, uh, <laughs> some of them being a canal house salad and green goddess dressing. This was for the summer and succotash. And yeah. um, then there was the words improvised fist poacher. And you click on that and it shows how to make an improvised fish poacher and fish stock. And there was a, the word spatchcock chicken and tweels. And then there was a picture of a fish spatcher. And it was kind of, you know, not choose your own adventure, um, but <laughs> it, it was kind of like rudimentary, yeah. but uh, um, really methodical about, you know, all the expensive stuff that you eliminated and really honed in on <laughs> the simple. And uh, I mean, it, the fact that it shows on your website and then, you know, is developed in your it book. It is amazing. I mean, it's so, we need so little to, to cook as well as we do, you know, and it's... Uh, uh, very, very few things. I mean, we have no um, our electric gadgets. What do we have? We None. have nothing. We have a blender if we need it, but it's way out of reach on the top shelf. We have a mortar and pestle because we had a nice, uh, we thought we had a nice pepper grinder, one of those expensive Peugeot things with a six-cylinder I don't want to tell you <laughs> yeah. this, but it w- I think I bought the imitation. Well, that's show. just it. <laughs> that's why we it reached Pojo. for it. Yeah. That's right. It was a Peugeot. That's right. With the electric. Yeah. And uh, that didn't work. So we end up, uh, the mortar and pestle we use for everything. Uh, there's the dishwasher. But we hardly use it. We wash the dishes by And then hand. we use the dishwasher actually <laughs> as, as the, a dish rack. As <laughs> we the drain. As the dish drain. We have no the, microwave. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but none of this is talked about. This isn't a philosophy. Yeah. It isn't. It's just that, um, actually, if you asked us uh, to cook you something right in here, we could do it. Well, well you we could, could do it, too. Yeah. We could do it. You know, I mean, you just do it. You do, like, the wonderful MFK Fisher yeah. one where she peels the tangerine and she puts the... On the all the little se- over there. Yeah, yeah all the little segments, yeah. you know, on the radiator. And then it all gets bursting. And she then she sets them out on the windowsill so they'll get icy cold. And then she brings them in. And now they're icy cold and they're just bursting. And the, thins, the skins are so... Th- the membrane's so thin thin and then she eats them yeah so you know i mean i always remember that so, so it's, you can cook it's like anywhere becoming elemental uh in a sense knowing that temperature isn't just setting a dial to 350 for yeah. 15 minutes but it you know it comes from the sun it comes and radiates off different mm. textures and <laughs> the I little mean, the fireplace that christopher is mentioning it's a it's a little franklin stove and it has a a little uh, uh it, we can put a grill on it that is cantilevered on this side contraption thing and it swings inside into the into the the fireplace so we are i mean we do have the ability to grill and roast and cook <laughs> over open flame in we this do. in this uh 
and we do. So, so we we are lucky. Yeah. Well, and I, there's nothing precious. Nothing is precious about what we're talking about. It's not like you know, Christmas. The air is blowing up, and the well, it no, is. it it is uh, just in its very elemental way. It's a it's um. If we it's can do it, place. that's our other yeah. part. Is if if in our very simple circumstances, um, yeah, we and we've reduced it. No money. Yes. We didn't go out and buy the pots and pans, and we didn't. Yeah. we had a couple extra things. That Christopher at her house, me at my house. Very, Anyone very, can cook. That's right. If you can, if we can cook there. I mean, we happen to be cooks. <laughs> yeah. But if, uh, but if. Uh, if we can do it in our circumstances, you can do it too. And of course, we are so we're such believers. We want everyone to cook. Don't let anything get in your way. Don't let anything stop you. Just cook. Just yeah. cook, even if it's a sandwich or a piece of toast with a cup of tea, you know, with, with a little uh, jam on it. Have cook it yourself. Don't go out. You know, yeah. cook. And does that? You know, it was interesting what you guys were talking about uh, being able to cook with anywhere with any element. Uh, do you feel like you guys kind of straddle the line between homesteading and DIY? Um, <laughs> oh, I don't oh, know. God, Are neither we? one. I mean, do you think we don't think of ourselves as either of that? Do homesteading? And, <laughs> no, 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 not no, at all. No, yeah. no, no. But uh, we could if we had to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seems like a if decent it got in place between to be us, snowed yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it would be good to be snowed in with us. Exactly. Excellent. Um, Christopher is. I can't even think of the word because it's more than excellent. It's more than awe-inspiring. Uh, Let me just say the <laughs> finest, the the, the please, pinnacle, please, please. The, the apex, Ladies the acme. <laughs> We're um, bowing down yeah. to the master at this moment. <laughs> A photographer um, recently named one of Chow.com's 13, uh, which was honoring people pushing the food world in a new and adventurous direction. Um but she's influenced so much and so many people in the aesthetic of food and uh, uh, how to project that. Uh, even my own work, you know, initially seeing Savour that would show, you know, people's hands, flaws, uh, stillness, a quiet calm, uh, the process, uh, the idea of even just looking down and making things 2D to show that there are shapes and textures and shades. Um, the fact that it didn't uh you know appear in magazines and cookbooks prior to that um was an excellent introduction to uh the world so thank you for that Mm. but how did you arrive at that kind of you know aesthetic um where were you before and what had you seen well i i think it's because uh if you love to eat and you like to cook you know i know what i'm looking at and actually you know uh necessity is mother of invention and when we started Sever we didn't have the deepest pockets or the most time and so I'd say um, I mean I knew how to take a picture and so I'd say well why don't I shoot it and if it doesn't work out we'll call a real photographer (laughs) (laughs) and um, also it meant uh, I had uh, I'd been a stylist and also a food editor and so I'd been on endless photo shoots that just made your teeth hurt because you they go on and on and on and on and on and on and and the the 
all the air gets sucked out of the room and the food becomes objectified and it's not food. And it felt to me like what was so interesting about food is to capture this very ephemeral moment of, ju- uh, of this emotional moment of food at its moment, at its peak, just before it goes over the edge and starts going the other way. And so uh, that's what interested me. And um, the way they photographed then was uh, with light, a lot of lighting. Everybody yeah. lit, the, all the natural light. And I used to just say, well, you're trying to make all this light. Why don't you just go over to the window? You know, <laughs> I mean, it just seems so obvious. But, oh, no, 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 you didn't do that. So uh, I just said, well, let's just do that. And so I remember going to a restaurant and just, and how do you look at food? You know, you look at food like you look at it, you know? I mean, you're from a particular angle. So it was all, you know, I just say that it's because uh, yes, if I you're love sitting it. at the table. Yeah, how you're sitting. Your counter height and you're standing yeah. there. So there yeah. is that um, intimacy that mm. you brought and a naturalness that um, really um, made it much more delicious looking, didn't it? Didn't accessible. it turn you on? Approachable, make yeah. It, the, it makes it accessible. I mean, yeah. you need a knife and sometimes you want a knife and fork in there because... That's how you enter into something. Sometimes you want to break something open because otherwise you can't really see the texture of it. So it was all, yeah. So I'm glad if if people felt like that. I, I couldn't be happier because if it made food more accessible. But we do, I do have a funny story of yeah. once we were... Uh, a number of years, we were asked to be uh, uh, to photograph something, and so Melissa, I gave her the recipe. It was a cover of a book, and I gave her the recipe for a pie. And the young woman who called me to hire me, uh, you know, she just was told to hire me. She didn't know <laughs> who, who, or what anything I'd done. And she said, "Now listen, we'd like this to be a little bit messy, and we'd like some crumbs on the plate." <laughs> and we said. Uh, Oh, we can do that. We know how to do that. Well, of course, when Melissa made the pie, the recipe, it worked so perfectly that when she cut the pie, there were no crumbs. <laughs> the thing, the, the crust just was perfect. And we're looking at each other. And then we start breaking up the crust to make crumbs. And now we said, oh, this is really messed up. Can you imagine? <laughs> now we're imitating ourselves, you know. Uh, we're now cre- imitating. It's not real. Yeah. We're faking the real. So we just thought, oh, that's really messed up. This is now we've come for, full circle. We better start lighting all food shots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you uh, technically eat things to create certain crumbles or patterns now? If it looks better, yeah. no, no. Just ma- mostly, it's just like, oh God, that's too perfect, or that, or you know, I don't know. We'll shoot it. Um, yeah, whatever it wants to be, it is. You know, we're sometimes the shot won't even be the shot that we're creating. Well, yeah, yeah, that is the thing. We'll make we'll make it and we'll shoot it, and then we'll go back and oh my god, Christopher, actually here's the shot, <laughs> and then we bring that over. She comes over to the to it, but you know when you are, um, it's sometimes the the un the subconscious that is yeah. making the. And we beautiful. won't, you know, we work together for so We're many just years. Always yeah. reacting it's just and us always watching yeah. in and the room. So we'll, if someone else comes to the shoot, they must think it's so odd. Well, because we hardly speak. It'll be she'll just say, mm, uh, "What, what?" And then I'll come over. Mm, 
Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Grunting. And we're just and we're like, grunting at each other. She knows exactly I'm what I mean. Like, yeah, I know and exactly then she'll say, mean. I know. Yeah. And then she'll go get a well, When I actually, uh, I witnessed you two working together at uh, Barbudo, Jonathan Waxman's oh, restaurant. You did. And I just saw this kind of Zen calm happening. <laughs> um, and I felt it to be very Buddhist. And then mm-hmm. hearing you explain the canal house itself, mm-hmm. almost like one bowl, one spoon mm-hmm. methodology, mm-hmm. It, it, it kind of seems even more Dalai Lama than I initially uh, uh, thought. So, uh, mm, But it, yeah. it's quite a spectacle. To, oh, uh, well, behold. that's nice. But um, how long have you actually been working together and how did you initially meet? Oh, I think we we actually have probably been working together about 20, 20, 10, 20 years, <laughs> I think, because it was at the very beginning of Sever. And uh, we um, and Melissa called. She had a restaurant, and she wanted to get into food styling. Yeah. Someone gave her my name, and I'd eaten at her restaurant, but I didn't know her. And I said, "Well, you don't have to go. St- I've eaten at your restaurant. I've seen how you put food on the plate. You don't. You are a food stylist, so you don't need to go intern with someone. You are a food stylist." So I had a shoot. I said, well, we don't really use food stylists at, uh, at Sever. You know, we don't do that. But maybe you'd like to come on a shoot. We happen to be doing something out in the area. And so, Yeah, I thought you were still with Metropolitan Tom Oh, came. there's a new food magazine we're working on. I can't really tell you much about it. but <laughs> And I said, another food magazine? <laughs> this is, you know. And then I met Christopher, and she was making a grand Ioli. An incredible, beautiful spread, and I wasn't I, shooting it. Bill Abronowitz was shooting it, <laughs> and but we were—I was styling it, and Melissa came and helped. And I think I asked her to do something with a rabbit, and she just did it expertly. I thought, oh God, thank God, I didn't have to explain what to do with a rabbit. Most people, you would, you know. She just broke it down and cooked it up. So, yeah, and then we didn't. Then so she, it's a convenient, we live in the same area, and so that, and then also I had been wanting to, um, you know, start doing some work in New York, so all of that fell into place. And then after our magazine work and our commutes, we did long, long commutes, uh, we th- decided it was time to come back to our neck of the woods and to bring the good work out to us and to set this studio up. We started making lunch um, because where else were we going to eat? And we had the <laughs> studio and we had the... So we just started making lunch for ourselves every day. And it just kept... It could be very simple or it could be a little bit more elaborate. And um, one thing led to another. We're like, hmm, maybe it's time that we did our own book now. And mm-hmm. then... And the cooking seasonally was is important and it's what tastes delicious. And that was a very natural fall into of that sort of how Canal House would be set up and yeah small seasonal books that people were just enough for people to digest just enough recipes to use and then you'd put that book aside and a new book would come for the new season and you know so we just thought that's actually how you probably would use a book sometimes big books are harder to get into and we did believe in the seasonability and we thought that people we thought we'd make them so 
I don't know, so inexpensively that people could throw them away. But it got. <laughs> I don't think anyone's throwing the canal house cookies. But now away. we we say, okay, well maybe you'll yeah. keep it. But we we uh, we tried to keep them very inexpensive too. That was important to us, and so. Um, but at any rate, it we have a nice we have a nice following of people, and uh, thanks to people like you, we're spreading the word, and we thank you for that. At least I can do. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then return to talk about some of uh, Christopher and Melissa's favorite recipes from the Canal House, other cookbooks, uh, stories about food and otherwise. You've been listening to the Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.com. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, here with the, not ladies, but wonderful women um, of TheCanalHouse.com. People always call us ladies. <laughs> hey, ladies. <laughs> hey, ladies, I've got some trout for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then from the fisherman down in the, in the uh, who's fishing in the canal, the windows are open, it's spring, he's out there fishing every single day. What are you what are you fishing for down there? Oh, trout. You want some? Yeah, as soon as you catch some. An hour goes by. Hey ladies! <laughs> I got some fish for you. I love that you have your own hawkers and mongers <laughs> just like around your house and oh, Yeah. That's, that's that cool. was very cool. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of wonderful local um uh people raising wonderful things. That the whole movement has been amazing you know because all of that had disappeared you know i mean let's face it the supermarket came along and all those people out there it was terrific they could go to one place and buy everything <laughs> to raise it all but now i mean, now it's uh, really a great resurgence and yeah. you're you're all of course responsible for all this <laughs> i don't think we're responsible i think uh, you definitely help spearhead the movement but do you see that local sustainable seasonal um show up in food magazines uh like has it changed the aesthetic of how people approach photographing food and you know producing uh, stories oh i just don't you see that everywhere now i mean that just going to the place going to the place seeing the the animals you know uh we did some uh work for a, a wonderful uh, uh organic um 
meat company, Applegate Farms, I guess I could say it, yeah. uh, <laughs> and because it's all organic or antibiotic-free. Anyway, and uh, when we uh, did some work for them, they said, oh, you can't show an animal. We said, why can't you show an where, animal? Where do you think this they said, oh, we comes don't. From. It's <laughs> like they, they, you know, or the uh, not certainly not the owner of the company, but some of the people, because you can't, uh, you know, I don't think they wanted to make that association because it felt sad or mean or yeah. something it's like well meat doesn't really come from those nice animals you know but and now i see that their whole process has changed completely i think that uh yeah people do they're so connected don't you see it everywhere i mean all oh, yeah the magazines. i mean uh, the transparency um yes is it's excellent uh i it, mean i mean and if you're not in fact it's suspicious oh yeah so i mean it's gotten to the point where you have to be to be um Credible almost or believable yeah. in in the goodness of what you're making. Yeah, does that feel like how you constructed the Canal House too to make it a like a verifiable, almost organic organic seeming studio rather than having all this artificial light and you know food styling equipment? Oh. Well, I wish we'd thought it out that much. <laughs> you know, we're we're much, yeah, we're pretty organic. You know, it's just how it is. You know, it's just how it is. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just more how it is. We didn't, we're not the, uh, funny, we're, we're not the church of anything. You know, we, we're, we think uh, we want people to cook and eat, and we understand that uh, everybody's busy, and uh, resources are sometimes, uh, you know, people don't have great resources, and so, uh, but we want people to cook, and we think that people should be local, we, they should be organic. They, we think all that. But do your best. Yeah. Just do your best. Do your best. But cook and uh, stay away from processed food, yeah. you know? Well, I think what you do, too, um, both through your books and through your, I wouldn't call it preaching, uh, is like <laughs> this great uh, intersection of cultish and communal. Um, <laughs> that it does have, you guys have an amazing following of people that are devout to the canal house and your recipes and your methodology and your mantra. Um, but <laughs> communal in the sense that you're giving, you're sharing, uh, and it's one of those, it takes a village. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. We all have to help each other out and we're sharing our recipes. All we want to do is give what we've got. Yeah. That's what we're sharing. And, and, uh, we, uh, and we want to do it right so that we don't lead the people astray yeah. or turn them off in any way, you know. But, uh, but yeah. Let's salivate a little. Um, some of your favorite recipes that you've developed for Canal House. Okay. Well, it's like picking your favorite <laughs> child. <laughs> well, we're in now. And then I, eating them. There's one that we're just, yeah. We're, you know... Right now we're we're into the schmorbrod, which oh, the is, open face sandwiches. Yes, yes. Mm. Uh, which are all those beautiful little smoked fish and pickled fish and and roe, and they make these beautiful little open face sandwiches, and that's a lovely thing to do. We're into grower champagne. Grower champagne. That's not a recipe, but it should be a recipe. Oh, I tasted <laughs> Charles Elner uh, from Epinay uh, when I was. 
Well, mm-hmm. actually, I didn't taste it when I was in Champagne, but I, yeah. I almost can't drink. Well, I can drink bubbles no matter what it yeah, is. But of course. Yeah, it's well the gro- and the growers Champagne. We have a whole little uh, uh, chapter about it. Just that you know, growers have to grow. 95% of their own grapes and then make their wine. And what happens is they're very small, so they don't have huge marketing accounts or anything, and, those, and they're quite affordable champagnes. And what's so unbelievable is they're just filled with personality. You can, oh, the, the flavors, you know, they're, they just are filled with whoever's making its personality and the, all the grapes from that particular year and that particular vineyard. So... We love it, and we think that's a great thing because you're supporting someone small, you know, who's trying to do something. We just, I guess we love that, is to support people who are trying to do something. It's not easy. But we have, we kind of get into it in this particular book, but we have a funny recipe called a goose with ten legs. (laughs) And it's uh, one goose, we say, well, you know, because you need the ta-da factor. You need the goose. And then you can buy goose legs. And so just cook them and then give everybody yeah. <laughs> the legs. And then, this is where all the meat is. Yeah, that's where all the delicious meat, meat, is, meat so. is. So we call it, we say a goose with ten legs. That's our sort of Christmas recipe. And so, <clears throat> and uh, on and on. What else, Melissa? Mm, we have roast pork belly and we have... Uh, Oh, delicious! Uh, those those sugar cookies, very simple but buttery, and a tiny, tiny little bit salty. Delicious sugar cookies, and yeah, oh, Melissa's actually on. flipping through. Uh, <laughs> what is this? Volume five. This is volume five. The good life. Good <laughs> life. Aren't they all though? Yeah. Well, oh, we made sausages, and we oh, made we these made delicious sausages. sausages. Yeah. Do you, you know Paul Bertoli uh, of Framani? Yeah. And uh, he is our guru. Not because he really is our guru, but because <laughs> we read his book, that wonderful book, Cooking by Hand. Wonderful. That that cover was just so like enigmatic of yeah how I always want to cook. Oh yeah. yes, and they um, anyway. And he we, has guided us too on, yes. on occasions, and he's, he's we send him pictures, and he'll say, "Hmm, that looks like it may have the dreaded schmear." <laughs> <laughs> so we go back and make it, you know, because that's how you you have to keep everything icy cold. Yeah. So we kind of tell you how to make sausages because. Now, that's more involved, but, you know, you have a little more time. It may be raining outside, and you make something. Well, you're, you will never feel the same about a sausage after you've made your own sausages. It's quite simple, but it's just you have to be very meticulous about it so that, they, so that they're uh, not dry and that they're juicy and they just burst with flavor. And we have a little thing that we like to do is to make little tiny sausages, and then you, you cook them over the fire, and they are hot and bursting with juice. You pop a little sausage like that, and then you slurp an ice-cold oyster right afterwards. And <laughs> knock and back knock a back little and grow a champagne. champagne. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. The good life. That's the good life. <laughs> that, that, that is volume five. <laughs> In Run, a nutshell, yeah. right? <laughs> Run out and get that book. Um, aside from The Canal House, though, you've collaborated on a whole bunch of other cookbooks. Um, Name name a few people that you've worked with. Oh, well, we just shot a book that actually won uh, Best uh, Book of the Year, Cookbook of the Year, and Best International Cookbook, and that was 
the um, country cooking of Ireland, uh, Coleman Andrews, the esteemed Coleman Coleman Andrews wrote that. And we have a book coming out, I think it came out yesterday, that we shot, uh, and that is uh, in The Heart of the Artichoke, David Tannis' new book. Uh, He's the... Platter of figs. He did a platter. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and we shot that too. Yeah. And he, you know, comes to Canal House and then it's just uh, the love fest because he <laughs> cooks and he just he just brings it over and then we just say, well, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, you know, it's just there. You just shoot it. There's nothing to it, yeah. you know. So, uh, yeah. And I remember um, Michael Salakis' How to Wrestle Lamb yes, um, in the last yes. couple of years. Uh, yeah. We shoot with Lydia Bastianich. Yeah. And, uh, oh, we did The Green Kitchen. Oh, we did cook, The Green Kitchen cook. with Alice. Alice uh, Yeah. And that was wonderful. That was really fun. And we, sh- we photographed, did portraits of all these chefs at the big um, Slow Food Nation in San Francisco. And then we... We also shot uh, out in Alice's house. Uh, it was it, that was very fun, a wonderful collaboration. So, do you miss um, traveling? Because it, I mean, you you went out to San Francisco for Slow Food Nation, but it seems like you're having a lot of people come to you now. Is there a different approach or structure to how you work now that you have a home base that is the place to go? Well, we love that. We do love people coming to us, and we love being there. And both of us traveled for years, and so it feels very nice to be at home now. But we did just come back from almost three weeks in Italy. When so. it makes sense to to travel for the project, and it really mean, makes a difference for the imagery, then we do, and we love it because it you need you you need that imagery. It's it's really important to the book, and um, and. Uh, yeah, if you need the authenticity of the place, or if the place is is part of the story, you need just the atmosphere around the photograph. Of, it will change it. Because yeah. you are, I mean, if uh, I say this to anyone who's trying to take pictures, what you're really trying to do is make an emotional collect- connection. I mean, that's right. That's the satisfaction of taking the picture is to uh, is that someone when they look at the picture that you took, they will recognize something and they'll feel your picture. I mean, so uh, sometimes you have to be in the place. So we do travel a little bit, but not the way I mean, it used to be really on planes all the time. Yeah. But uh, and what were you recently doing in Italy? Or is that? Yeah, yeah, we were working on um, and Coleman's uh, next book, um, Coleman Andrews's um, Country Cooking of Italy, excellent. Which I which will be out in next year next in year the fall. in the fall. Yeah. And so there's so, been France, there's been Ireland of that series, yes. and 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 now Italy, Italy. is coming mm-hmm. up. And then we're also doing something for Canal House. Uh, yeah, what's next for, for the Canal future. House? I mean, you got the good life. Is there going to be the great life? Is there going to be... <laughs> the better life? Yeah. <laughs> the best life? Yeah. The love fest? <laughs> oh, the love fest. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other book. <laughs> <laughs> now, what... Well, we won't even go there. Yeah. Uh, the grocery store. The yeah. supermarket. The Our supermarket next one. will will complete the, the, this, uh, the set of three, of four, five, and six. So... The grocery store because in the in the winter, this you know, you don't have farmers have our, markets anymore. Yeah. So you're sort of faced 
with the grocery store. And so we're going to go, we're going to say, well, this is what we do. Because yeah. it's always what we do. So it's what, this is how we tackle the grocery store. And this is what we make. And so, and it's appropriate for that time of year since yeah. we try to. I mean, any specific grocery stores? Are you going to Whole Foods? Are you going to Kroger's? Are you going to We'll just go. Pathmark? We won't. Uh, we're, yeah. 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 We're not saying any, but any particular thing. Yeah. We're just saying, yeah. I mean, you do the best you, you do with what you have, but it, you know, you, everyone, because, you know, everybody works there. Everybody's working and you race home at seven o'clock at night and you pray to God there's something in the refrigerator. And if you happen to be lucky to pass a shop, a store, we have a little farm market that is open, but only until seven o'clock. And then they close in the winter. Uh, right after Thanksgiving, oh, they close. They close. And so you can't sail by there and pick up something. We for- are lucky. We do have a farmer's market in in Stockton, New Jersey, that's uh, under roof and does go the full year. Just just but, in the last um, year. Yeah, only. and um, but, but only on lo- the weekend. Yeah. yeah, and also, you know, completely. What, so we're into the root vegetables a lot. And, <laughs> that's but, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, but so this the supermarket will be... <laughs> no, I love that. Cookings. I love that. I don't think... Uh, because... Uh, Using the word organic, I felt like it was a very good descriptor, but then also realism, <laughs> knowing how much you can actually do with what you have. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody, yeah, someone asked if, um, sometimes we're asked um, to supply recipes and to actually put the word organic in all the ingredients, in the ingredient list. And we're like, it doesn't, if you want to shop organic, you can, and if you're not able to, then you don't have to, but... To put the word organic in front of every single yeah. organic yeah. I mean, it feel, that feels beans, silly. organic. Yeah. So <laughs> That's just protocol. That is, That's yeah, just regulation. I know. I, know. I, know. I, I think uh, um, I'm hoping to see a shift to the word trusted or reliable. <laughs> you know, yeah. something that feels like you have the connection with the person, the product, more than just the stamp of approval. Well, more and more and more people, they're so aware. It's just all over the news about food. And people really, I, I think everybody cares about that. Who couldn't care about that? People have children. They worry about their own health, their family's health, you know. And so, and it's it's just mainstream. So people do want to know the source of their food and that they can trust it. You know, of course they do. Of course they do. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, we can keep talking yeah. forever, and but I'm getting absolutely famished too. At the same point, um, discussing, reading through, and you know, uh, imagining what's next for the Canal House. But I just wanted to thank both Christopher and Melissa for being on. Um, it's an inspiration to have you here and to know that uh, the Canal House exists. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. This has been great. Um, You've been listening to the food scene on Heritage Radio Network. I hope you enjoyed. Definitely go to thecanalhouse.com. Check out what's cooking, seasonal, local. Um, Want to thank White Oak Pastures again for sponsoring the show. Producer Jack Inslee, engineer Nat Wiener. And I'm telling you, I am starved. And um, I I know what I'm going to be making for lunch, for dinner, for (laughs) You know, the next couple of weeks. Thank you again. You've been listening to Food Scene. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkell. See you Tuesday, 3 p.m. <laughs>